welcome to That Guy's Maniac, the podcast. Podcast? The podcast? <laughs> Such a great, strong start. <laughs> We're starting again. So it's a strong start. Yeah, really strong start. By the way, I just had a laxa, so my mouth is on fire. Welcome to That Guy's Maniac podcast. My name is Richie, as with me as... Hang on, hang on. that sounds weird. Why? The, I think it needs to be the podcast. Uh, okay, right, okay. <clears throat> welcome. <laughs> okay, welcome to that guy's a maniac. The podcast. My name is Richie. As with me, as oh <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, oh. is season three just gonna entirely be a blooper reel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> season three is just you trying to do the intro once. Once, yeah, entirely, just once. Yeah. Okay, okay, fresh, fresh in. Okay. Fresh in. You ready? I'm ready. Right, right, just... This is the That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Double the... (laughs) Oh my god, right, okay, um... My name's Richie. With me, as always, is Farley. Hiya, aka Kanzi11. We are That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast. We are a video (laughs) games podcast. Where can you find us, Farley? You can find us at www.thatguys.co.uk. Also at That Guy's a Maniac on all the places you get your socials from. Cool. And there we go. That's, That's how you get an intro done. Yeah, that's it. No office no, bullshit. No, no adverts. <laughs> yep. So, but we have a new tradition. It Let's won't see. be new because this might be, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, time of recording and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first episode we recorded. Probably gonna be episode twenty-three. Wow, behind the curtain, up the skirt. <laughs> 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 right. Okay. So, so what is our new section? Our new section, or our section that might be new is basically posing a video game quote or something memorable at the other person and the other person has to try and uh, work out remember what that is right yes. we need a better name for this yeah that's a bit funky <laughs> yeah so uh richie my quote for you is we turn to the skies we turn to the skies yeah Okay, uh, is it... Oh, we turn to the skies. Is that Final Fantasy VIII? No. Okay. I thought it was the whole thing about being in space and coming down and prophesizing. Is it Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> no, this, this could take a while. No. Okay, is it in the Final Fantasy uh, series? No, okay, that's good. You- You've narrowed yeah. down. Okay, cool. A hundred games or so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is it is a halo? I can see your halo. No, but thematically you're close. So it's a first-person shooter of some kind. No, no, very tangentially. Oh, very tangentially, you're close. A space sci-fi. Yes. Fallout. Mm, is that space? I mean, it, well, I suppose it's sci-fi. Yeah, it does have space elements. There's, there's a whole thing about aliens in it. Do you go to space? Um, I'm gonna say no. 
Okay, no, it's not Fallout. Okay, not Fallout. I'm glad we got there. Um, is it? Is it? Is it? Is it called No Man's Sky? No. Okay, that would be be quite easy if it was. So shall I give you a clue? Yes, please. Um, this quote, "We turn to the skies," is a special saying that you can get to by having conversations with characters, uh, and it's a phrase that's used between the engineers. The engineers. Hmm. Mm. Is this? Is it an? Is it an alien-related thing? Um, as in like the alien series like alien no, isolation no. or something like that okay uh, is it mass effect no dead space no <laughs> oh my god engineers do you want to know the developer yes psychosis psychosis oh oh uh, so this is an old retro game 90s 1997, yeah. Is it Syndicate Wars? No. No. No, that's Bullfrog. Bullfrog. Psygnosis. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck, I'm afraid. Okay. It's from the video game Sentient. Sentient. Which came out on, on PlayStation. PlayStation 1. And yeah. PC. And it, it's about... Uh, I really enjoyed it, even though it's fucking hard. One of the one of the early demo discs came yep. with it on. The demo um, one had it. Yeah, that's why I know it. <laughs> that's and all. we ended up <laughs> we ended up buying it, you know, like hunting it out and buying it. I never got never got very far. Um, but it was really it was really really cool. So you're on the space station, the Icarus, and for whatever reason, it's um, uh, like has a dwindling orbit into a nearby star, if not the sun, I think. And uh, you run around as this character, and there's, there's tens, hundreds of characters on this space station on all these different levels, and like Star trek you have engineers, and you have gardeners, and you have medics, and then you have like military personnel, and you can have this huge conversation tree between you and the characters, and then this, uh, we turn to the skies, is something you can unlock by picking up certain items, talking to certain characters, and it's kind of like an inn with everyone who's an engineer. It's like a secret saying. Um, okay. So if you're having, uh, if the conversation is going badly, you can kind of sneak in and they'll, they'll instantly be like, aha, and then they'll trust you with some more information. One of the most amazing things, I don't know how much effect it had in the game. And, and like I say, it was rock solid. And there would be all kinds of things where you get knocked out and you kind of go to this um, heavenly maze. And then you had a couple of minutes in this heavenly maze. Sometimes you could reach the end and talk to a character. Other way, other times you just kind of wake up. Um, so it was rock hard. And years ago, I tried to. It's one person who had a long play, let's play of it, or a long play. Um, so you know, got to see, got to see the rest. Really, really intriguing. But the, the systems it has, you know, had this really complex system of um, adjectives and verbs and giving items. But also, there was a little. He had a little face, and I think it was the shoulder buttons where you could change your face. Yes, yeah, you so, like, change you could, it and how you talk to someone. Yeah, and, uh, so yeah you could yeah, like yeah. raise your eyebrows um, <laughs> or lower your eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> and then you, you come across, uh, you come across differently. Yeah. Tied to R two and L one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So watching, watching, the, watching the long play of it, and it's if you know what you're doing, it's not, it's not um, uh, 
particularly long game. At the time, it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think I remember the. Um, was that the one that was like, you want some grog? No, that was. Um, uh, was that Excalibur? I. Uh, yeah, it was more medieval. It wasn't spacey. Yeah. I was just wondering. Uh, but yeah. Or were you, <laughs> or were you over here? <laughs> but yeah, um, Sentient, I again, like, I played the demo of it, and I think that was enough for me to say. I have, this is not a game for me. No, <laughs> it was really, really hard. It, it was hard. But I like the um, really loud mystique created by this this combat yeah. system, which which made it feel like all the characters had stuff going on, but perhaps that they were sentient. Um, but annoyingly, they all had their own schedules as well, and the um, stations made up of lots of different rings. So it looks like a giant corkscrew, and it'd be really easy to get lost in the different rings as you're herring around trying to find a character whilst they're... See, that, that's the thing. I think there was a recent article I was reading about how the cyberpunk genre just doesn't work anymore. Um, so, like, obviously this is the fallout from the cyberpunk game not being as big as a hit as everyone thought it was going to be, you know. Mm-hmm. This is the guys that made The Witchers and we're doing a sci-fi thing. It's got Keanu Reeves in and, and, and nobody cares. Why does nobody care? And... It's just it's um it's a relic now. I think um it was done in the nineties, where it was acceptable to have sci-fi's like, like you know like the Matrix and like uh, all the different sort of crappy sci-fi's you got. They were almost Doctor Who quality, and you had three D effects that were. Hmm, somewhat passable but you're looking at it thinking all right okay this was all rendered on an amiga i don't know i i i think anyway the article i was reading was how it is dying and i think it's very obvious that we just don't need a cyberpunkness nowadays yeah well i think <laughs> the reality i mean because our current reality is quite dystopic exactly. and i often often think about this particularly um with how blade runner was a really strong influence right on the on the um, cyberpunk aesthetic and we didn't really get there instead we went for like a far more just a far more quotidian trivial version of everything so i was waiting for the bus the other day and and you know just look at you know those advert boards that just kind of scroll up and down and just looking at the adverts on there one of them was like a brand of water but like the selling point was you know the new version of our product destroys the planet less than our old version we're all in this together which is on the fate you know because we've got yeah. we slowly got there bit by bit it's just oh yeah that's what adverts are but <laughs> i think if, you know if we could go back in time and drop ourselves from the 90s and like fucking hell that's just adverts these days <laughs> Right. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, it's not giant holographic ladies and flying cars, and the same with, you know, ideas around transhumanism and, uh, you know, all of that tied up with with cyberpunk. Yeah, Real- that whole the, idea. Of, yeah, I think it was because the internet, as it started out, people were kind of there was a fear around it. You know, the communication between people and this whole like, even like the Borg from Star Trek, they yeah. were like, uh, you know, are an element or they were created born of that fear of the information taking over and stuff like that. And ultimately 
we are all slaves to it, but in a, in a, <laughs> in a very different way. Yeah, and yeah. again, it's a far more trivial, what, you know, it's not yeah. things plugged into whatever or all of something USB ports. It's just, no, the thing that we carry around. Um, uh, yeah, I think, like, the dystopian future that we've got has become less um, Blade Runner, but more Children of Men, you know? Like, it was funny the other day there because, uh, like, I was watching children... Well, I'd seen Children of Men, but I, I was walking down the street and I saw a bus which actually had an LED advert on the side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole side where the ad should be was just, uh, you know, an LED board. And it's like, oh, that's from there. And, you know, Children of Men is just basically dystopian future, something ill, can't have kids anymore. I'm just like, well, yeah, it's kind of pandemic-y nonsense, and yeah, it's, it's yeah. not too far removed. And yeah, I mean, it is more likely that our dystopian future is queuing for a pharmacy as opposed to eating noodles because some corporation has taken us over, you know? Yeah, well, that's not really the future, is it? If you look at, you look at UN reports, Particularly on the UK, yeah, yeah. Like we, we're already there, right? It's just not, it's just not visible until it hits you, and then you're in that group, and it's clear that nobody really gives a shit about you. So yeah, so you know, we've not got, uh, we've not all got piercings, and we're not gender bending in in strange ways, and with uh, yeah, no, our, we're gender bending we in acceptance ways. Well, no, just like I say, just in completely quotidian ways, you know. Yeah, people just want to go to work. Uh, dressed as their preferred gender, that's fine. You know, they're not shaving their head and getting skin implants and wearing uh, LED goggles. Or hanging out in German dungeons. Yeah, there's, yeah. yeah I mean, that's, you know what that's, I mean. Like, that's what I'm most disappointed about is, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, like body stocking type clothing hasn't taken off as much as, as sci fi yeah. would lead us to believe. Um, and, uh, you know, Japanese, Korean, Chinese sign, neon signs on right everywhere. Um, yeah, far more yeah. prosaic. I was referring to like rave clubs underground, where not like a German sex dungeon or something like that. Yeah. I mean, okay, good. Yeah. I did want to make that clear for the readers as well. Same part of Venn diagram. Like, that's all part of that. <laughs> yeah, entirely. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was a tangent. It was a you actually used the word tangentially, didn't you, <clears> at some point? Yeah, I did. I've used it a lot today. It's, it's a good word. Mm. Mm. So, li- listen. It's literally a good word. I've got a uh, uh, mini rant on my sleeve. Oh, all right, okay. We haven't yeah, had a rant in, what, two seasons? Or no, season? well, I was thinking about today. I was like, oh, should I talk about this? Oh, not really. It's a bit, a bit ranty. Do it. Do it. Do it. Bring on the run. So this is involving an update to Pokemon Home. Okay. Which we had not too recently. So for those of you who aren't aware, um, we've talked many times in the past about uh, Pokemon games, which we're on paper a big fan of. And now um, the kind of the problem with that series, the mainline series, if you want, excluding all the spin-offs for the time being, is it's got too big. In many ways, it's got too big. And in order to solve this, some of this problem, you know, one of the wonderful features of the game is you could transfer Pokemon from one generation to the other, so you could have all your Pokemon all the way from your yeah, Game yeah. Boy Advance game through, all the way through. Um, in order to try and solve this problem, they released an app called Pokemon Home, 
which essentially you pay for, not huge amounts of money, but you pay for some storage. It's a mobile, confusingly, it's a mobile app and a Switch app, but the apps are different to each other in ways which are extremely frustrating. So the Switch one is better at some things, the phone one is better at some things. Ugh. And <laughs> so for a long time, you could use that app to transfer from Pokemon Go, Pokemon Let's Go, Pokemon Sword and Shield. And then recently there was this update, version 2.0, which allowed the game to connect to Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Pokemon Legends Arceus. But um, I think the wheels are starting to fall, <laughs> fall off a bit, a little bit. I mean, they were already in that because, there, you know, ever since they made the decision, when okay, you're not going to have every Pokemon in every game. Thank God we've talked about this before. Um, lots of complaints about that, but. Um, you, you didn't end up getting Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl, did you? No, I didn't. Okay. It's a bad game. And yeah. it re-emphasised um, how much of a slog it was because you had to collect 490-odd and involved training and it was, you know, a, a faithful remake. And so everything's just really slow and it's really grinding. Eggs take ages to hatch. It take ages to lay. And then you've got these convoluted evolution methods that you forget involving other people, involving objects, and then you keep constantly running out of money. Um, so because these games have started to get a bit disparate from each other, this latest update works in really, really strange, strange ways. <laughs> the Pokemon okay. in Arceus Legends have a whole different movesets, a whole different stats behind them. So when you transfer... So there are some Pokemon which you can only get in some of those games. They don't occur in the other ones. So those are kind of stuck either on home or in those games. You can't, it's not like you can port every Pokemon you catch in uh, Pokemon Legends Arcus into Brilliant Diamond, into uh, Sword and Shield, into Let's Go. So already that's weird. You kind of have to have a chart up. Like, okay, what can go with this? But let's say something like Pikachu. You can go into all four of those. Um, in order to solve this problem of, you know, oh, there are lots, not only are there different Pokemon available, but their movesets are different, their stats are different. Yeah. Some In some games there are abilities, and in some games there aren't abilities. Just, just, just a quick quick pause yeah. there. <clears throat> Would there ever be a reason or a desire for you to put a Pokemon into Pokemon Arceus Legends? Yes. Yeah, okay. there would be. What? So, like, if, um, you know, I had an... Ursa Ring from back in the day uh, I'd be like huh wouldn't it be cool to evolve it into an Ursa Luna good shape okay for yeah. example um, or in the case of Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl there's contests you can do there's ribbons that you can do that you can only get in those games um, but because these are so disparate and now we've got different developers making taking this really strange decision. So instead of the Pokemon keeping its move sets, if you move a Pokemon from Sword and Shield into Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl or Legends of Arceus, it forgets all the current moves that you have and gives it a new set based on their levels. Wonderful. And then when you move it back, it will revert to what it was. <laughs> so, also, so there is some kind of a record that remembers what it had before? There is, because there was, there was starting to be... We, we talked about this during the last um, international competition, um, because there are some legacy movesets. So there are certain 
ways you can get moves onto Pokemon in old games, like move tutors and TMs that no longer exist, which you couldn't use in competitions in Sword and Shield, without going to talk to a character who would make it battle ready, which meant you could use it in official competitions, but it essentially would wipe the moves and make all those special moves unavailable. <clears throat> so I had a um, I had a Persian with Fake Out. Fake Out's a really good move. It goes first. It causes the opponent to flinch. Um, well, no, it's a Raichu, sorry, with Fake Out. I wanted to use it in international, international competition. Spoke to the international competition cleansing man, and then all of a sudden Fake Out's gone, and I can never get Fake Out back on the Raichu. Yeah. Annoying. Permanently yeah. ruined that Pokemon. Annoying. In order to get around problems like that, then I do this big reset. But in so what I wanted to do was I've got you know, all my legacy team, all my guys that I brought up who were covered in ribbons, and you know, it wouldn't be cool to do brilliant diamond shining pearl get the Sinnoh ribbon do the contests um but because <laughs> brilliant diamond shining pearl is quite tough and quite grindy and it's really hard to get money um you know all my level 100 guys who normally you just run through the elite four I was, i'm really struggling with the elite four and to compound it the elite four which is like you know the final four bad guys uh, final four champions you fight to essentially beat the game first time around they um scale so you remember this so oh. the first time you beat them oh yeah you get harder. then get like a level eight version second of the yeah so they could get quite high so i was really struggling because you know my gold up which i brought in which run through xd etc has been reset to its moves were hydro pump which only has like five amnesia psych up and something else really shit like a non-damaging thing those are the moves you're stuck with unless you want to use TMs and stuff like that but TMs in um, technical machines to give it new moves TMs in Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl are one use only right and something you only get once oh yeah of course yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's God. like you know I want Earthquake on all my guys oh I can't have Earthquake on all my guys and then if I transfer it back it will forget these moves anyway so this is <laughs> this has been the problem but then the other thing they did and it's it, one of these stupid things you'll probably chide me for it is in home they introduce this weird little number that you see um <laughs> which says here's how many pokemon you've caught available in each of these games in that game so instead of you know having caught a pikachu in pokemon sword and shield and then you transfer it to all the other ones it says congratulations you've seen pokemon, a pikachu in all these games it will count in the games for the pokedex purposes but it doesn't count on this list this new list in home so it sits there and says to you, oh, you've played Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, Let's Go, Eevee, and you've caught uh, 25 out of 150 Pokemon in those games, even though you've had all 150 because you've transferred them from Go or whatever. So it's not getting information from the game, it's just getting it from the Pokemon that it has in Go, uh, in home? Yes. Um, and says, so okay. What so a no, useless I... statistic. Well, yeah, but, you know, being a bloody idiot i'm like well i want to get those numbers up to max but the worst thing is they included pokemon go which is so frustrating because yeah uh, you're not gonna do that you're not gonna do yeah that. you're like, never gonna do it but also you know there were loads which i caught and you transferred away so now when i, when I play go every day you know log in sat on my body sat on my eggs and then and then look at the end of the day i have to hoard everything right because there might be you know oh i caught a young goose today and i haven't transferred a young goose into home uh, so now I'm running out of space, but and then I have to have a spreadsheet. Have to, inverted commas, have to have a uh, separate spreadsheet. And so <laughs> I spent a lot of time on Saturday 
and you know, I had a, one of those out of body experiences where I'm logging into home on the switch to connect to Sword and Shield. I've got like a list on my laptop. I transfer some guys from Sword and Shield to home, then log out of that, then have to close home because you can't have home switch and home phone open. Then open home phone, right, to put three people in the GTS because, you know, I'm missing a, a female skitty from BDSP, right? So, okay, I'll try and trade some junk that I've got for female skitty BDSP. But of course, <laughs> I can't just trade anything away because, you know, well, what if I haven't quite read it? You know, what if it's a... You know, what if it's a, I need a waylord from BDSP and I've got a whale but I haven't evolved it because that will still count. So then I have to transfer them to another game. But evolving in BDSP is really time-consuming and expensive. However, sword and shield, I have stacks of cash and rare candies. It's really easy. I transfer it. So then... I close my phone, open up, <laughs> switch home, transfer the whammer, close home, open up Sword and Shield, get it out of the box, take it to the woman, sort out the moves, but you know, fill its face full of rare candy, evolve it. Oh, whilst I'm here, I might as well change the, um, uh, you know, the nature could, uh, something preference. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and oh, there's a move tutor here. And, oh, okay, I'll get this ribbon because you can only get this ribbon. Uh, then transfer it into a box. Then close it. Then get back. And I was just doing that all day, and I thought, this is fun thing to do <laughs> this is digital stamp collecting and the, the bit that really got me is um and we've had this conversation many times um it's not like you know it's not like i need a male and a female and a shiny and you know a special box for all these ones that were given as special gifts or giveaways because and it's not like i'm even playing it competitively <laughs> i know <laughs> it is it's digital stamp just, collecting entirely just, digital stamp collecting but the difference is just because they introduced this this new list into homes nobody asked for nobody wanted and um, nobody needs need. yeah. um <laughs> yeah you know now it's like oh great you know the the fun of evolving togetic for the fourth time in these games you have to make it happy put it in your party um and then the other thing which is why i said the wheels are coming up a little bit is because um it's just some things which you know, a bit glitchy. So one of them is I like, really didn't like BDSP. So I got to the credits and I thought, I'm gonna wait till home comes along, transfer everything into home, get my certificate, beating the um, poker decks and get the whatever shiny charm, and then you know maybe do some shiny hunting whilst I'm doing all the competitions. So I, I transfer everything that I can. Bear in mind this is now really complicated because you can't just transfer. You know, it's not like you can go to your home boxes. And just transfer the fourth, four, the first five gens into BDSP because you've got various special Pokemon that can't be transferred for whatever reason. So you're kind of going through the boxes like that. Okay, yeah, transfer 28 out of 30 of this box into this box, right? Just fiddling around, fiddly fiddly faff faff. Uh, and then I saw that I was missing one Pokemon. This is this can't be. Why am I missing one? Is it something I had on my party? I look it up and it's Spinder. So Spinder. Um, Famously, this Pokemon that can have thousands of different forms. No, billions of different forms, I think. Millions? No one will ever collect them all because it's um, procedurally generated or to do with the spots on its body. Um, so they're all in unique position. So I knew that there was some shittiness to it. Anyway, so apparently it's untransferable at the moment. I don't know whether that's a coding oversight or whether they thought we just can't work with this because how do we code in the form between the different games you're so yeah, I, yeah. you can't transfer a spinder fine i'll put in the legwork and i go and catch a spinder 
and then I'll fill out my debts and I can get my certificate and my charm and move on with life. Spinders only available in a swarm. Okay. And you get one random spawn Pokemon per week. Ooh. And there's 28 of them. Yeah. I hadn't even triggered fucking spawns. So now, once a week, I have to log in, see if Spinder's in my swarm or not, and then go and find it. Um, <laughs> so could be next week, could be a year from now. Unless it's one, there's 28 Pokemon, there's 28 weeks. Uh, I forgot all about that swarm mechanic. Oh yeah, I didn't even know it was there. It's like, oh, you catch it. Because yeah. in BDSB, there's this whole underground thing. So, you know, you can catch all the starters by yeah. faffing with statues. So I thought, oh, it's just, it's just be some faff like that. No, there's one way to catch it. Um, I could trade for it, um, but that goes a little bit dirty. But it explains, if you were keeping your eye on home at all, why all of a sudden Spinder, everything was Spinder. Everyone was requesting and trading everything for Spinder. If you had Spinder, <laughs> it was like money, right? People were giving away legendaries and shinies just because they needed that one thing to complete their decks, um, as I did. Yeah. So yeah. There we go. That's, that's my rant. It's kind of broken. Um, this is on top of my other, you know, project to try and bring those ribbon guys through. And yeah, I'm just surrounded by, physically surrounded by lists and apps. And, you know, I have a little list on my phone and three times a day, you know, once during lunch, I'll swap out my GTS trades, uh, to try and, to try and catch them all on all versions and all games. Oh dear. I know that time would be far better spent just, you know, playing. Pokemon Legends Arceus, having fun, you know, moving around, catching things. Oh god, I still need to. No. You do. Um, <laughs> also, this weekend there was a special. I don't know why. There was a special event in Sword and Shield, um, which meant that um, Shelda was doing all the special max raids. Okay. The opportunity of getting a shiny. So I was doing that in the background, and I did in fact get a shiny. I was. I was doing that nonchalant thing of like, oh, I'm not really trying to get one in case it didn't happen. Because you've got 2%, you, know, you get a five star spawn, it's a 2% chance. Um, but I was kind of like, hmm, because it's a three day event. Mm. And it panned out. <laughs> panned out. You only get it if you try, you know? Yeah, yeah, but then if I actively try, it'll affect my luck. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of have to be nonchalantly, like side eye trying, not try trying. Um, and I got really unlucky. I did so many, you know, online raids for it, and they were everywhere. Five star shelters, and eventually got it in someone else's game. So yeah, that's my. Um, that's your rant. That's my. It's taking up half the podcast. That's my second job. Yeah, that's yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a second job. You are a nutter, entirely you, a nutter. Do you know what you get if you, you know, if I caught all. 491 Cephos. Pokemon in BDSP. Go on, tell me. You get a sticker for your profile. Do you know how many people have looked at my profile? Uh, I can look at your profile. You can. I think you'd probably be the second after me, or maybe the third. Was this on Home, yeah? This is on Home, yeah. Okay. I've recently changed it because I, got, I did get, uh, I did actually finish um the uh 
base game Sword and Shield. Um, I got all of them. Um, but the, the thing that really grates is the last game that comes out, <laughs> Pokemon Arceus Legends, is the easiest game to collect everything, right? Yeah. There's no I mean, trading. That was what I was kind of alluding to. Is like, yeah, but, rather than transferring to Arceus, I think everything you're doing is just pushing out things that you collect, all the shinies and things like that. Yeah, unfortunately, it has a, you know it's only 200 of Pokemon in it. But stuff like you know, all the all the evolving trade bullshit you can just do on your own in Arceus Legends. Right? So chuck loads of stuff in there to you know evolve all the Porygon Z that I needed. Bunch of shiny Porygons, and so I did all that. Um, you know, had a Gengar, which I, you know, I could give you a shout. Oh, can we log into Gengar and trade a Gengar? But then we have that half an hour. Like, how does it work in this game? Because all of them do some slightly different online menu connecting friend code bullshit. <laughs> I genuinely don't know how I could trade with you on like BDSB if you had it. No idea. Okay. How, do I, how do I see you? Sorry, uh, I'm literally. Oh, on. you're literally doing it. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. let's log into home. The other thing is, it's not a quick app, right? There's a bit of thinking, and every time you do something, it crashes quite a bit as well. Well, yeah, my iPad, um, I had, apparently, four shinies transferred from Go that I never just picked up. Wow. So what this, were they? Uh, shiny Snubble, Shiny Treco, uh, Shiny. Oh shit, I've forgotten his name. Trapinch. And Shiny Shinx. Oh, so it's quite a while ago when those you put those in Go. Yeah, I mean, they've just been sitting there. I also have a Shiny Eevee, Shiny Zatu, Shiny Flaffy, Shiny Snowrun, which is really cool. So if you go to Friends... Oh, as well. Oh, okay. Go to your room. Your room. Friends. Friends. Fancy one one. Yeah, and they go, I click on you. Oh, you've... <laughs> You've made a penis <laughs> out of Pokeballs <laughs> and it's jizzing little Pokeballs. That is beautiful. <laughs> I'm glad you can appreciate that. Beautiful. There we go. Okay, cool. I yeah. don't think you need to chase down these stickers. I think you've... Um, <laughs> yeah, don't need any more stickers. <laughs> in your profile picture. <laughs> Just with a couple of Pokeball stickers. <laughs> Very good job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah, there's all these stats. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, national, go on. Yeah. got 891. Oh, dude, you're missing... It should be 905. Oh, I'm missing six from the national decks. Probably the Arceus Legends one. Oh god, yeah. Weird dear, Basque Legion, etc. Okay, it must be them. Okay, Hisui. Hisui zero out of two hundred and forty-two. Okay. Shino zero out of one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Gilar. Yeah. One hundred ninety out of four hundred. Oh, I wouldn't have to sleep if I was eight. Yeah. Isle of Armor. Yeah. 50 out of 210. Yeah. Crown Tundra, 70 out of 210. Christ. Can't and <laughs> let's go. Um, I have 4 out of 150. Oh. 
Shit, man. What's your Pokedex? Uh, your Go one? 96? That's okay, disgraceful. That's not, that's not too bad. Mine's at 236. Out I mean, of 900. I mean, I, I, I am terrible with uh, Go. I, I, I literally don't even um, evolve some Pokemon. Don't know why. Just They're sitting there, ready to be evolved. <laughs> I fill up that Pokedex entry. I still have an Ampharos. I have yeah. a I have a four star um Flaffy. Flaffy. Um not even a Mareep. Flaffy. And I just never evolved it. So yeah. yeah. This is my new project. Getting those meaningless numbers that no one else will ever see to be maximum. Number yeah, I can't even see yours. Yeah, good. Good. I'd die. Do you want me to tell you? I'll quickly go. You can play it how long at home? National, 905. Go me. Isui, 242 up, 242. I was very diligent in making sure I had a living dex to transfer over. Sinnoh, 78 up, 150. That's the real killer. Galar, 400 up, 400. Isle of Armour, 210 up, 210. I spent loads of time getting that one this weekend. Crown Tundra, 166. Kanto 134. This is the one that really pisses me off because that also includes the version exclusives, which I cannot get <laughs> unless I hunt them on the GTS or, or beg you. And then my Go Pokedex, which I've put a lot of time into already, is 236. And you can kind of cheat. I, what I like with Go is so rubbish, poor, weak. And so um, one of the Nerdy things about Go is you can transfer a Ursa Ring, transfer it into Pokemon Legends Arceus, evolve it into Ursa Luna, transfer it back into home, and it will register <laughs> Ursa Luna on your Go Pokedex, even though you can't catch Ursa Luna in Oh, that's interesting. Yeah? That probably yeah? means, yeah, that those forms will be coming soon. Well, I don't think it's coming soon because it's just got all of them in there. But it's just because you can have a Pokemon Go origin mark Pokemon evolve into that. Oh, okay. um, that it's in there. But yeah, yeah. Right, that's it. That's the Pokemon talk this season done. The, yeah, that's the only time we're going to talk about Pokemon this yeah. season, especially when. In the middle of this season, there will be a new Pokemon um, game coming out. Yeah, but we were not allowed to talk about it until it gets Pokemon Home Access. Did we get that? <laughs> until it gets Pokemon Home yeah, Access. Which will be another year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, um, do we have a date for that one? Um, not me and you personally. That does the community at large have a date for Pokemon? No, I think it's still this year. This year, okay. I think you can pre-order it, but um, it doesn't have a release date yet. Yeah, so it could still get pushed back to like, I don't know, the start of next year or something like that. Yeah, I reckon it'd be holiday. Holiday. Yeah. They do that sort of stuff anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. Uh, so this episode has turned into a rant on Cyberpunk and Pokemon home mm-hmm. uh, I bought a game oh yeah yeah um and it was actually whilst I was at your house and I had drank too much 
Um, I got the Ash Pansy, versus... Pansy uh, Hunter. Three. Sorry? The Pansy Hunter 3. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I got the Evil Dead the game. The Evil oh. Dead the game. Okay, yeah. 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 Have you... I had a go at it. Oh, yeah. Um... I want it to be better than it is. So mm, I mean that's that is a bullet point from the back of the box of every single Evil Dead game that's ever been. Okay, so just to set all expectations, there is no solo campaign. Oh, no. Is it is it a gacha game? No, it's not a gacha game either. It is uh a co-op game. Right. What what's this on? Uh I think it's on several platforms. I got it for PC. Uh Epic. Um I, I don't know. I mean I'm sure it might be on other things. But yeah, basically it's um you have three survivors and you gotta do some tasks whilst people who are playing as the evil dead um, are trying to stop you doing some things. That makes sense. Mm, you yes, can like... do this as AI. That's the single player component. So you can have AI people in there, and you can have AI computer, or you can do good guys versus the bad guys, and the bad guys are all AI. Or you can have good guys with. Um, AI with you and yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can mix and match AI and Yeah. Yeah. Um and essentially it it becomes a sort of survival, go grab the weapons, go Dead get by daylight. Yeah. Type game. Yeah. Which is funny because I'm sure wasn't Ash from Evil Dead I in one of the was, games. yes, yeah. And then Dead by Daylight is kinda like Dead by Dawn. But the difference is the mechanics are entirely based around the Evil Dead characters. And quite honestly, like, so of course, the first time I played it, I played through as Ash, and you get three different Ashes to choose from Evil Dead 1, 2, or Armies of Darkness Ash. Which one would you choose? Um, two. Oh. I went straight for Armies of Darkness. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't it Army of Darkness? army of darkness yes you're right um and you get to uh, if you, you get different outfits for them as well so there's three different outfits he wore one outfit in those whole three movies so well, how on earth can you have multiple outfits um, I think it's different degrees of ripped shirts <laughs> uh, and no in armies of darkness he had the whole um sort of uh, uh, medieval uh, outfit as well and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so you've got some other characters. The other characters, I, I don't even remember them from the films. I'm just like, huh? And there's clearly going to be an expansion for the Evil Dead series, so okay. that'll include uh, those other characters in there as well. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Um the cool thing is you can play as the evil dead as well and you get different ranks of zombie or possessor or whatever 
uh, to be. The only cool thing, well, I, I, I will talk about this in a little bit more length, but one of the coolest things about this game, and it doesn't have that many redeeming features, is you actually play as that whole sequence where, you know, uh, you see the camera sort of rushing through the woods and you hear that yeah. as, as you're going through. You actually do that and you're collecting power-ups to allow yourself to summon the evil dead. Oh, nice. And you can possess things. You can possess cars and you can possess trees, of course. Um, I, I don't think the trees are particularly rapey. But um, the trees, you can sort of like hide in a tree and wait for a human to go by and thwack them, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, I was just like, this, this is what the game should be about. And then you just start realizing that it's just sort of a, a co op shooter, um, survival shooter thing. Uh, and it, it puts you off a little bit. It is so true, and it, it is so cool. Like it's got the Necromorphicon and the Candarian Dagger and all that sort of stuff, and it really it pulls so much from the Evil Dead universe that you you want to forgive it, but at the end it's just like oh, it's one of these things. There is like an RPG mechanic as well, so you get to level up your characters, you can take less damage, you. But ultimately, all you're doing is setting up a little loop where you have to go into the game, collect a map, collect a dagger, save a book, and that's you one sort of thing. And then you keep doing that, and that gives you level up points for your characters, whichever character you decide to go with. Um, but again, I'd rather have, I don't know, I don't necessarily even need plot. I, I would like to have a sort of free roaming world where I could perhaps you know, engage with the Evil Dead universe that they've done so well rather than in a little short burst where I'm playing AI um, monsters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it can be that frustration of, of um... I'd, yeah. I'd really like to get my teeth into this game, and it feels like I can't. You know, it's it's very much a, an Evil Dead skin over a game rather than and, the, and world, the world. I think of that's Evil the thing. Dead. The skin, that Evil Dead skin, if it had been placed on something a bit more, I don't know, geared towards solo play with some cutscenes and maybe, you know, uh, maybe a bit of plot, then I'd have been really excited and I'd have just ignored the multiplayer aspect probably um but yeah the love and attention that they put into the evil mm. dead universe there is just it's great bruce campbell of course uh voicing it maybe that's what he was doing when he wasn't doing it for mortal kombat <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i've just been looking whilst you've been talking you know to genuinely show you know love and affection for the series you've got you know callbacks to various characters and antagonists and yeah shame yeah I mean the game is cheap I think it was uh, it was 20 quid you know I'd, I'd buy games nowadays prices that isn't awful but of course it is just the multiplayer aspect of an evil dead game 
which you didn't get. You just got the tacked on multiplayer bit. You know, that's exactly what it is. It's like, you remember in sort of 2010s, every game that you had on the, like, the 360, it would have the game, and then you would get this tacked on multiplayer um, yeah. yeah, DLC. It would be, be some bad wannabe quakey golden eye type yeah or squad based thing and yeah. that's exactly what this is and, and what it feels like you know except you didn't get the main game shame shame do you know i've played a couple of evil dead games hail to the king was probably one of the best ones yeah but that was only on xbox wasn't it uh it was on dreamcast and playstation Dreamcast and PlayStation. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, kind of yeah. looked like Resident Evil, but it was solid, so hard. I think the enemies kept respawning. So yeah. Oh, right. Okay. It was really, really difficult. And then um, I played Fist of Boomstick on the PlayStation Two, which was more like a horde shooter. Okay. Very arcadey. Means different things to me and you. Um, but <laughs> very arcadey, running around, shooting hordes and lot about running to university running to the church and then of course there was the evil dead nod and time splitters too yeah yeah and there's been a spate of pinball games and mobile games there's even a vr experience which i did not know oh okay yeah i don't think i'd want to do the vr experience it's like everybody talking about like resident evil village when it came out in vr i was like i I don't want to play that that sounds <laughs> awful. Imagine doing like a Silent Hill game in I VR. I, that headset would be off in seconds. Seconds. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, Just yeah, behind yeah. you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you go into a room, the phone rings. Done, done, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not answering that fucking yeah, phone. I've played like really Silent old, Hill before. <laughs> old school, you know. <laughs> ringing phone. Nah, 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 nah. Out, 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 out. <laughs> I'm just gonna find a corner and I'm gonna VR, rock my head back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Need to play some Rainbow Islands to just yeah. <laughs> so I can sleep at night. Oh dear. But yeah, that was that that, that was a thing I bought. I bought some nice. other games, but we'll talk about it another time. Okay, I've got I've got a tiny one to squeeze in. <laughs> that's what she said. Hey. No, no, that's what you said to her. Because um, I don't have much to, to say about it. So I don't know if you've seen. There's a lot of hype at the moment for Citizen Sleeper. Citizen Sleeper. Talking about cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, so it's from the guy who made In Other Waters, which um, I talked about before. It's this really nice game, but you play as a, you play the whole game as a HUD. Um, so you're just looking at the main game, you're looking at a map, it's got underwater exploration, you're looking at a map from top down and moving your character around. It's, it's really, really not for everybody, but it kind of got a, a lot of love as an indie darling. Um, okay. So I picked that up a long time ago and then got stuck on a bit where the water's toxic, so you have to quickly go from... Sp- and I thought, oh, for God's sake, I can't. Anyway, so... I, it's one of those ones where I picked it back up. I was like, I remember being... Sorry, is this Citizen Sleeper or the other game that you're talking this about? This is the other game that I was playing. Okay. So I was, I was playing that, and then I saw a lot of hype for Citizen Sleeper from the same developer. Um, everyone's saying, you know, game of the year. I don't want to spoil it. Role-playing mechanics. 
And so I picked it up for the Switch and it's set on like a Halo type, a, a spacecraft in the shape of a Halo. And you are, it's made it abundantly clear in the opening minutes that you're a consciousness uploaded in some kind of skin, um, skin job. And uh, you have to kind of save yourself because normally the robot body that you're in falls apart unless you take a compound that's given to you by this company and you clearly escaped. Um, And it plays out through uh, an interface. Uh, So every day you essentially roll, I think it's up to five dice results one to six or they're randomly generated and then you progress the story by visiting various points on this ring and if you've got a six that means you can put it towards a task and probably complete it and get some extra stuff if you have a low dice probably means you're going to fail or lose some money or lose some energy and if you lose energy you roll less dice the next day and uh from the bit that i played uh, it looks like you know you can't do everything in one run fix this spaceship or you could try and clear the debt you have with this guy or you could try and get this person who you know is following you off your back or there's this weird extra thing underneath the ship that you could invest your time in um so it seems okay but i can't work out if this is the, the game's interface or whether it's just my nintendo switch's drift um, <laughs> but i could not get into it i essentially bounced off of it because even though you're just jumping from um you know, sections of the ship essentially points nodes on a on a 3D yeah. map and then you, know, you choose whether you talk to this person, or this person i was finding it really difficult to move from node to node it wasn't like you, know, you press right 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 or flick through them yeah i imagine it'd be quite nice on on the pc just by clicking with the mouse or something it, like that yeah yeah because the, because you're the you know there's no there's no real 3D graphics with the, the halo-shaped space station you're on. You can kind of scroll the map because as you as you, you expand through different rings and I imagine you go all the way around. Um, so there's a bit of shifting your perspective down the ship and then... And I was just struggling with that so much that I, I had a... I had a like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> <I can't laughs> I'm fundamentally fighting the interface in a game which is nothing about... Inter- with, nothing but interface <laughs> you know brilliant, brilliant all yeah. you you know new games journalists and and pc gamers and rock paper shotguns of this world who are saying it's brilliant you must play it it's it's unplayable, <laughs> unplayable. <laughs> you heard it here on that guy's a maniac the podcast don't believe yeah. the hype people don't yeah. believe the hype sit and sleeper two out of ten Asterix, or it could just be drift. <laughs> <laughs> then it might be like ten out of ten. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I was playing it on the joypad, and I was still struggling. I was just, you know, couldn't get to the. To but you have other controllers, right? Oh, yeah, I was. I wasn't using the. I wasn't using the um, joy cons. I was actually using a, a a joypad. So either I just wasn't getting it, but I was. Oh. Fighting, actively yeah, fighting it. Yeah. You don't have drift on your joypad, though. No, 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 no. The GameCube joke. I don't know. Well, this episode wasn't draft then. Fundamentally, wasn't draft. Oh, yeah, unless I was just getting it completely wrong. It was, it was difficult. You could do it, but it was, you know, just say, like, 
Imagine three dots in a triangle, right? One of which is, uh, you know, go and have a drink in the bar. One of which is talk to this captain of the ship. One of which is go and speak to this sentient vending machine. Spoilers. Um, and I could go between, you know, the top point and the bottom point, but it was really struggling to go to the point on the right. And then you'd move the camera a bit to try and get the point a little bit more centrally and then try and nudge it right and it wasn't happening. I could really override it. And the C uh, stick wasn't doing anything. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll give it a mess then, shall I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, if I didn't like it, you know, you'll. You... I would probably break my computer or something like that. Yeah. 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 Cool. It's just. Just, you know, day two of your um, switch deck. Just twist one of the sides clockwise, one anti-clockwise, just... Yep. Snap it in half. I mean, that, that's how I got that whole injury with the N64, yeah. Famously so. Yep. I think about it every time I pick up a controller. And it's, you know, sometimes controllers um, creak. Yeah. Every time, oh, God. Um, <laughs> I remember you trapping your finger in it. A, a patch, pinching the skin off and slicing <laughs> it off my palm. That's what I did. <laughs> On that lovely note, uh, is there anything more you want to say about Citizen Sleeper? No, that's it. Cyberpunk trappings. Yeah. It's good. Right on my street. Yeah, stupid cyberpunk. Um, <laughs> we've gone full circle. We have. No. The start of it was about me eating laxa. That's true. How's yeah. that settled now? It's fine. Uh, my lips are less burny. Uh, although my nose was running through the entirety of the podcast. Yeah. Really Do you get that when you, when you eat chilli? No. Nose runs. Not really, no. Only with really, really intense chilli it will, it will forget. No. I mean, lax is not normally super, super spice, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> there was. I mean, I made it from scratch, so there was my own chilies in there. Okay. Not mine personally, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I chilies are so hard to gauge, and and, and yeah, anyway, it ended up being pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those ones where oh, this is really really tasty. It's really really nice. Oh, mummy, daddy, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what uh, there were so many ways, so good ways to end this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just gonna stop. That guy's a maniac. We turn to the skies.